Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sunjoe Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to this segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter and look for this show as hashtag change and hashtag innovation. So the topic for today is thinking inside, outside, or in a new box. And we have Mark Allen, who's the Chief Information Officer for Mississippi uh, Department of Human Services. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm good this morning. How about you? Very good, sir. Thank you. And uh, so the topic we picked up today has come out from these conversations we always have uh, you know, among our peers or even in social setting. And we always congratulate someone who says, uh, who, who kind of thinks outside of the box, which means like, okay, outside of the norm and they can do something new and creative. When we say someone is a very, in a very structured manner, is very procedural, it's almost becomes derogatory. But is that truly the case? Or for that matter, if there is something we have to do innovative, but it still requires a structure, what does that, uh, what do we do with that? So in, in this, all of these cases, we came up with this concept or rather we were inspired by some people who have been writing and thinking about this, is how do you have organizations build the capabilities within their constructs that they already have so they can have stability, they can have in-depth experience that develops because the, same, the people do some same thing over and over again, and then you have outside the box type of thinkers who are able to do innovation, and finally, if you have to do something new and innovative but still operationalize it, you have to perhaps build a new box. Hope the concept is coming across clear, but we will further explore it. So, Mark, uh, if we were to uh, look at this whole concept that we are proposing here, we know that organizations need to instill trust, and in order for that, they have to deliver in a reliable fashion. Would you say it is better that first they become used to thinking inside the box before they go outside. Yeah, you do. You you have to develop that trust, as as you just said, and that trust really can start small, which is is inside the box. Because if your organization doesn't trust what you're currently doing, then how are they going to trust you to be able to um, move forward with new innovations? Um, so yeah, you've, you've got to really be able to maintain that trust with what you have currently inside the box before they will, uh, trust you to go outside that box. Now that said, we also at the same time, I mean, today's day and age, if you are stagnant or you're not doing something new, you may be, uh, moving towards ultimate doom, if you will, because everyone is changing. People are not hunkering down. So so if, right. since that's the mantra too, how do you eat the cake and have it too? And on one end, you want the stability and people working in a structured fashion to deliver it. And then you want to also move ahead. That doesn't mean you're going to have the luxury of getting two separate departments, if you will, who would do two different things. Yes, people are building teams like that, but I'm sure there will always be a request for both teams to be structured at some point, leverage your experience or develop it at the same time, think totally differently, totally out of the box, if you will. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got to continue to maintain what you've got. Um, one thing that I've found, is, as you said in the beginning of the show, is, is talking to uh, 
peers from from other areas listening to what they have, what they are doing, uh, and sometimes just not even reinventing the wheel, but taking ideas from from other people and talking to your team and trying to instill those and uh, getting getting their opinion in regards and uh, you know you, when you have a team, you know hopefully you've all got good people and and they're good thinkers, and even though they may be inside that box, as we say, um, I think most IT people are, are wanting to move forward. They they like the challenge of, of new things. Um, so, yeah, the challenge is you know, how do we continue to maintain, but how do we um, move forward with the new innovations? And, you know, just like I said, talking to the your peers um, within, you know, I'm in state government, within other state agencies or uh, within other states and finding out what they they are doing is always a good, for me, is always a good plan of action. Now, so so getting, and, and I'm sure state is not, uh, some people say that there, there is no competition for, for different uh, state and, and city and county and federal departments, but perhaps there is because there is some funding that has to come. You have to justify your presence and citizens are out there watching you, how uh, you spend the tax dollars. So that means you have Absolutely. to do something in order for you to prove your worth or, or whether you as an individual or, or anyone in your team or even from the uh, government function standpoint. So you have to have people working in these two lanes, if you will. Do they ever converge or you try to maintain separate people who are like uh, out there coming up with things, new ideas, and then there are others who would want to come and, and work their specific hours and get done the same thing over and over and they're happy doing it? <laughs> You've got all, t- all types of people. Um, yeah, yes, I have employees that are happy to come in, <clears throat> work their eight, nine hours, do their job, and and, um, and then go home at the end of the day. But you've got some that, you know, really want to move forward. But I found that, you know, a lot of those that, that are happy doing that, uh, the, the just staying in their box to working the eight to five, if you can bring them into the fold, um, you know, I have found that, you know, sometimes just to get them out of their shell, if you you know, ask their opinion or if you've got a, if you're looking at a new project, uh, a new piece of technology, sometimes just giving it to them and, and saying, you know, I, I want your opinion and will you look at this? And, um, you know, sometimes that can bring them out of their shell and that can bring them into into the other side of the realm of, of looking at new innovation. Uh, you know, sometimes you just got to pull it out of those people. Everybody, I think, has it in them. Um, it's just sometimes you have to get, you know, really get down and, and pull it out of them. But then on the flip side, from a management standpoint, you know, you can't just ask their opinion and then just completely dismiss it every time. Otherwise, they'll they'll quit giving it to you. So, you know, you've got to have that balance there of being able to know uh, what to give somebody and then, you know, being able to take their opinion, value that opinion, uh, get feedback from them as well as give feedback to them. Uh, so you know, you, I think you you can have some separate uh, areas because you got to have people who are always looking forward. You got to have people who are still maintaining, um, but they've got to cross because you, know, you you can't just completely separate the two, especially in this day and age. 
I mean, the technology moves so quickly uh, that if you if you don't stay up and and uh, it will leave you behind very very quickly. Now, so so you do ask them, but then if you look at the the way you measure their performance, or they get measured, that they get incented. Ask, go ask someone who is creating widgets or are doing a data entry. Would you suddenly go and say, "Okay, I'll give you a bonus because you sh- showed this brand new idea," but you would penalize that person if he if he if he or she does not deliver in that consistent fashion? So while you may have a lot of asks of these people, do you think your way to motivate or incent them? is also being changed to that effect? Um, well, you know, state government, I've been in state government 15 years, it's, it's a little bit different. We, you know, we, we don't give bonuses um, and send us kind of uh, a little bit harder in that regards, I think, than the incentive is, you know, if, if there is a position that is coming open that's a little bit higher, um, you know, you, you've got those people that, you know, if if you want them to move up, move into management, some along those lines, they've they've got to be able to think outside the box. Uh, otherwise, they're they're really going to kind of get stuck where they are. So, you know, you you kind of breed breed that from the people uh, to try to get them thinking beyond what they just do. So, so you're expecting this, this so marketing. So, Mark, in the way you responded to this question, are you expecting people to somehow wake up and suddenly become that rock star you want them to be? Or there is something that the management and the culture has to do to bring them to that level where they this, the spark comes from within and you cannot inject a spark in someone. And in order for that to well, happen, something has to happen in the environment. Yeah, and, and some people that, some people just don't want to. Um, you know, there there are others that, that do, and sometimes you have to instill that spark in them. And um, but yeah, some of them just—it's it, tough. Uh, it, like you said, some of them just—they are—they get happy. They—they're uh, content with where they are. But um, you know, I, I think most people have something else to, to offer. And you know, sometimes us as management, we've got to be able to pull that out of them and uh, get it out of them. And Sometimes they'll they'll fight you tooth and nail, but uh, you know I, I still think technology people. You know we we always like the the next cool thing that comes along. So uh, you know, getting them to look at that, I think, is is part of what we do. Because if we don't if we don't interact with with the team, uh, it's kind of hard to manage. So. Would you say, whether it's IT or the business counterparts, are we developing doers or thinkers? Because whatever the action that you'd see at an individual level, at a team level, at a department level, or organizational level, it will follow some sort of a thinking, collective thinking or individualized thinking. What are we developing here? Would you say the reason I bring this up is to, to have a segue to our box concept if I'm thinking inside the box at all times, that's how I'm working. If I'm not even nudge, like moving myself within, even while being inside the box, that means the scope of improving in anything that I do starts getting minimized. But if we encourage that thinking to shift, even though you kind of create a box, a framework, or a structure, then you have at least 
um, you know, an expectation and the person also thinks that, okay, I have been given some flexibility and I, some people think that I'm worthy of thinking and not just being a, a widget maker. So what are you, what are you telling your people? What are they? How are they contributing just by doing? Uh, no, I mean, some of them are doers. I mean, you've got to have doers, you've got to have, you know, workers, you've got to have thinkers. Um, one of the first things I did in this job and the previous job is I, I pulled my team together on the first day and I told them, I said, you know, I, I don't want to ever hear anybody say it's not my job. Um, you know, they, they may not be a network specialist, so they may, may not be able to, you know, really talk intelligently along that line, but. I don't want anybody to think that, you know, that they are just stuck in their, their little area. I want it to be a complete team. Um, so even though you've got the doers and you've got the, the thinkers, um, they've got to be able to, to go together. Uh, because, you know, if you have a, if you have a thinker, um, they can think of all the great things there is to do. But if there's nobody to, to do, uh, then it's not going to go anywhere. So you really have got to have the combination of the of, of both, um, and sometimes the same person can be a, a doer and a, and a thinker. Uh, but there again, I still I, I personally like um, or think that most people can get outside their box. Um, sometimes with just a little push, and so they may be a doer and not realize that they're a thinker. And so get that out of them because uh, there's just so much knowledge that uh, in a team and you don't want to keep it bottled up uh, just in the doers. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back and let's talk about this concept of the box that we're talking about. So think for a second. Uh, consistent delivery would require you to work within a framework, a box, which has got specific boundaries. Now, if you want to conjure up ideas, we need a context, which is in, in, in a form is a box, and it could be a different one. So if you want them to move from one to another, we are still saying change of the structure, change of the framework means change of a different box. Now, if you are going to fundamentally come outside of what the frameworks you created just because you feel the world outside is fundamentally changing, so I cannot just be building new boxes or shift within the box, that means you have to come outside of the box. But once you are done with that uber thinking of sorts, then you have to come back and really implement it because we cannot just be thinking. We have to eventually convert that into reality. That means you'll have to create yet another set of boxes. So how is management and leadership in an organization thinking to morph where they are and go to the next one and at, at all times maintaining a consistent delivery if this box concept will be utilized? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back and explore. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Dot com.
You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So when we went into the break, I explained the concept of box. So Mark here, the thing is the management doesn't, of course, think in literal sense like these boxes. But I'm assuming there is an intent there for management to always hope to improve the thinking approach and levels and and, and capability of the people who are working and even doing because whatever they will do will quantitatively and qualitatively has a better chance of improving if they put their minds in 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 uh, to work and and improve that and that should happen voluntarily so what is what is management's agenda here to improve this is there first of all an agenda to improve the thinking of their workers or they're better off just doing uh, i think there always has been an agenda for management um you know we we rely on our our employees, the doers, because uh, you know we can't do it all, uh, and so you you have them. And then again, I, I go back to the point I made earlier of uh, the, you know getting their input. Um, if if you never get an employee's input, then they're just going to sit there and they're not going to uh, ever say anything. They'll just kind of sit there. So. You know, you want to get their input, which I think drives them to start thinking. Uh, and if you truly value their input, uh, they will bring you more and more uh, ideas. Uh, even just those those doers, as we talked about earlier, that may get stuck in that rut of being inside their own little box. Uh, that if they if they think that they can come to you with an idea, and you'll listen to that idea and maybe buy into that idea, uh, then they're going to uh, I think appreciate that. Uh, they'll appreciate you as a as a supervisor, and so therefore they will continue to look at more things uh, and just really think more than just do. Uh, so as long as we can continue to build that, and we'll go back to the first question of build that trust, trust between management and uh, your your staff, uh, and they feel that they can trust you and bring something to you, they will start thinking outside the box. And even though we may have to be doing uh, currently within that box, um, you know, we, we all know that we can eventually move outside. See, natively, we all were given this, this gift of being able to think. It gets stifled or gets buried over time. So if you're trying to rekindle that capability or that fire within. That means, number one, they have to be motivated. Secondly, maybe the new style or different ways they can get better at thinking in the context you want them to think. Where would this motivation come from and where would that increased or improved capacity or capability come from in terms of so that they become better thinkers? And all along, uh, they are able to channelize that thinking capability in the best interest of the organization because of course that's one of the agendas you have where where um, how would how would you motivate and how would you get them to build their capability I, I, for me i, I kind of go back to what i said just a minute ago and and you know motivating i know when i was just 
when I was an employee before I got into management that if I had a supervisor that just didn't really ever want to listen to me, um, you know, I, I started in the, I would just kind of not say anything. Uh, but when I would have a manager who would listen to me, uh, it would motivate me. And so that's the way I kind of look at it uh, again is, is I try to let my employees come to me with ideas. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to think of everything that, that there is. And there are a lot of good ideas out there. Um, and so I think that just kind of breeds upon itself is that when an employee uh, can begin to think and know that their voice can be heard, uh, that motivates them to go forward, uh, to think even more. What about the people who don't contribute? They are not the ones who voluntarily come out, and that could be multiple reasons. It's their personality, or uh, they may just have never been able to spend the time in that. Maybe they don't have a breathing room because you always have one deadline after another. And third is they've never had a... Uh, they've never felt a need, whereas you feel they should come back to you with ideas and you will hear, but if they don't come to you, would you go and nudge them? Yeah, um, I, I do. Uh, one of the other things I did, and, you know, uh, I hadn't heard too many people do this, but when I first started, I asked each one of my employees to do three things for me. Um, on a sheet of paper, just uh, put a little bit something about themselves. Um, put a little bit of something about what they, they currently did because I was new to the organization. I wanted to know what they, they were doing. And then I also asked them to put um, some goals that they had, uh, goals professionally if they wanted to, goals personally as well. But I told them to take it another step forward. Um, I didn't want them just to write it down on a piece of paper or type it up on a piece of paper and then just put it in my box. I told them that each one of them, once they did that, was gonna, they were going to have to come to my office. We are going to have to sit down and have a conversation. And, you know, so therefore they knew that I was open to listening to them um, just from day one. Now, there's still some of those that, that are so nervous about doing that that, yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to get them out of that, that shell that I talked about. Um, but it, it did allow most all of them to know that, uh, they were able to come with me, to come to me for whatever, you know, uh, they needed to. And it showed that I had an interest in them as well. Uh, so, you know, if they know that I'm open to talking with them and listening to them, um, I have found that, you know, of, of my employees, I've got all different types because, you know, we're all different. Uh, we all, all uh, were made differently. But I don't think I have a single one of them that that can't come to me for whatever reason. Uh, and, you know, some of them come with great ideas. Uh, some of them come with ideas, and we sit and we discuss it and um, talk about something else. So, you know, each of us, you know, management, we, we, we handle it differently. We're not going to manage exactly the same. So you've got to come up with how you are able to pull those um, those people out and that's that's one of the things I did and it worked from day one and and you know really has been able to uh, get some good dialogue going with with staff and again allowing them to uh, realize that they can 
they can think outside that box. Now, some of them are so introverted, uh, which a lot of IT people are, um, that, you know, they're still very nervous about it. But uh, it, it seems to work for me. And if you are going to take uh, the raw thinkers, and of course there should be some in the organization already, and if they are supposed to be doing some raw thinking, they have to be able to eventually come to, say, working within a box at some point. Or do you have those R&D people who would go from one innovation to another or one raw thinking to another? I'm not sure as there are many organizations who have that practice anymore. It seems that it's times get tight and staff gets smaller sometimes that, uh, you know, it's hard to have just those people who can sit and, and think. Um, but there's got to be that cross, you know, it, it, you can have all the best ideas in the world, but if you if you can't get it to the team and get the team bought in, then um, it's hard to sit and just constantly, uh, you can constantly come up with new ideas, but you've got to be able to get them implemented. So let me let me present to you a, a scenario where we know that some innovation has to be done, some raw thinking has to be done, where people are not somehow automatically start tying into saying, oh my God, if I come up with this idea or this project, I will be the left, I'll be the one left holding the back because I'll have to execute it. If people are separated out, then they are, of course, are able to work better in terms of, of fundamentally rethinking what they have been trying to, uh, how they would innovate or what new ideas would come into play. But then these people at some point would also have to embrace maybe the same idea or some other idea to say, okay, now in order for this to really be realized, it cannot be a pie in the sky. It has to have some semblance to things in tangible fashion, a process running properly, and then those type of things. So... These people at one end, and this is a capability, so we, let's talk about capability versus a person in particular. So you need that capability of raw thinking, and then you need a capability of taking that raw thinking into something which is more tangible, which is in form of some box. Maybe it's a new box. How will you create that capability? Not trying to make the same person do 20 things necessarily. But you know what? Let's do this. Take a moment to think. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back and explore Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, um, we are talking about a scenario where we're trying to build capability, Mark, not necessarily um, one person doing it all. So, if you want to have thinking convert into something tangible, that means you will have to have these people or, or a set of people doing the thinking and kind of work in a box and then eventually create a structure 
and then get them uh, working. So, so if this is to be seen as a capability where you have a number of resources, in-house resources and outside, and you know these box concept that we have introduced here, how would you go about enabling it? And I understand that you come from government where you may have uh, lesser flexibility or maybe resource constraints, but that's where the leaders shine when they're able to still make this happen. Yeah, you know, you've, you've got the structure, but, uh, you know, another another thing is a simple term called think groups. Um, you know, groups where, you know, you've got the innovations, you've got the doers, and you come in and, um, you know, get in a room and, and think about those things. And, you know, me as the, the CEO going to lead that uh, of where we want to go, um, you know, such as, what we're going through right now is a migration uh, from a, a mainframe to a Linux platform on our systems because we didn't have the, you know, the funds to look at doing a complete rip and replace for five systems. So, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, when we really first started, or I first started exploring the idea, I brought the team in uh, and said, okay, this is, this is where I think we need to go. Give me feedback, and you know, of course, it was several meetings. Um, it wasn't just one. You, you know, on a on a large scale project, you know, it's going to take multiple, multiple dozens upon dozens of, of meetings to um, discuss the things and this, that, and the other. So, you're getting a think group together. Um, you've got the, the innovation people. You've got the doers. You've got uh, you know your network specialists, your programmers, your database administrators, all the different pieces and puzzles uh, that have to get together and, and discuss those things. So um, you do have the structure of, of management leading, getting the ideas out there, and then getting the feedback from uh, those people that uh, are the, the experts in their particular areas. Would you lose knowledge in the process? Because, of course, you're using outside capability, but the, the original raw thinking that was done, it brought an idea. Uh, it, it was a creative process, if you will. But that knowledge of creation or how did they go about looking through it is of, of tremendous value because you want that to also not be lost after a product or, or a creation is delivered. So, and you want your people to be somewhere, be part of it, if at all you're using some third party. So those 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 concepts which were used to create something are also to be well understood because eventually, as, as we all know, we would love for all of this to happen in, internally at some point or at least be able to do more of this internally versus paying top dollars to consultants or external capability. How do you enable that particular um, you know, conversion of outside thinking and raw concepts and ability to think raw and bring that in, in, in the organization. Uh, and I'll, I'll continue on with our, our project here. One of the things we put into our uh, RFP, our request for proposals, um, was training of staff. Um, so, you know, as we move to a new platform, um, we want that outside vendor to instill that knowledge uh, to current staff. So we, we made sure we put in there that they would do the training, even though they may be a system integrator who's coming in and, and doing a, a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, once they are out the door, we've, we've got to be able to maintain and, and go from there. So 
you know, training is always a good thing too. Uh, anytime you can get people uh, trained up and, and newer technology or um, newer versions of things, that's always a, a good thing. You know, you're constantly learning. At least I hope everyone is uh, constantly learning. Um, and if you've got a project going on, you definitely want them learning about that pro- project, uh, knowing that knowledge. Uh, and sometimes, you know, get that knowledge transfer from if you do have a third party uh, or, you know, in case you've got somebody who wants to, to retire, you've definitely got to have the cross-training going on so uh, that not just one person, if they walk out the door, uh, takes all that knowledge with them. So, you know, cross-training is a, a must as well. Now, we spoke about all of these different boxes, and we, we suggest that our people move within the boxes, create new boxes, think outside, you name it. Now, all of that said, when are we, and, and how frequently do you think the management, which includes you and your superiors and, and peers, are looking at these, these boxes, their presence and their shape, who is in it? You see what I mean? How frequently and how how qualitatively do you watch for it? Because sometimes if these boxes start getting created, get destroyed or recreated or reshaped, all of that is happening in a very fluid fashion. Yeah. And you know that it has to be optimum. So so what is your process of making sure that this is not degrading? Uh, I think you constantly have to watch, um, you know, what's, what's going on around you. You can't just... Uh, be sitting behind a desk and, and waiting for things to come to you. So you've got to be able to uh, see what's out there and have constant communication. Um, communication is key in, in any organization, whether it's IT or, or whatnot. Um, you know, as far as, you know, superiors, you know, there's, there are some IT projects that, you know, if you're looking at, you know, security or just redoing data center or adding storage, something like that. But, you know, when it comes to dealing with users and your your clients or your customers, um, you, it's really kind of almost got to be a business uh, project, not an IT project. Uh, and so there's got to be that buy-in of being able to look at it also from a business sense. Um, but, you know, you've, you've got to have your finger on the pulse of, of what's happening. And if you... If you don't have your finger on that pulse, it, it, as you said, that box, those boxes will end up being destroyed. You know, there, there's always going to be mistakes that are made. Uh, no one's perfect. Um, and sometimes boxes will just get destroyed on their own. Uh, but, you know, if, if that happens, you, you take what, what transpired, learn from it, move on, and if you, since we're talking about boxes, if you uh, build a new box, then you're able to build it stronger and, and so that it hopefully won't be destroyed. See, the way you approach this, which is amazing, where you are looking at the results, right? And those results are telling you whether it's going in the right direction. Now, there is one, one school of thought regarding leadership and management where we are not just looking at results only, but also what has happened during this whole process, what kind of capabilities, competencies, and learning that is happening, which is developing your people, because you will not do this project as the last project on this planet Earth. 
you will do the next project and you want smarter people or people who worked through this first project became smarter and they'll, they'll create more value for the next one. So on one hand, you had like, you know, your, your response was to say, okay, let's look at the outcome. And based on that, we will know what happened. And then we learned lesson. But there is a very, there may be a lot of value in watching as it happens so that if there is, has to be a tweak or some learning is not happening while we are delivering results. So we may be able to say, you know what, let's slow down. Yes, we will, we'll get there one week faster, but it is also going to destroy the morale or the learning opportunity for my people. Do you think we do? We, we are approaching a little more holistically versus just being results based and say, go, 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 get the project done and then, like, then get on to the next one. Yeah. I mean, you, you have, yeah, you have to, results are always the, the positive thing, whether they're, I guess they could be negative results, but you learn from those. And so you turn it into a positive. Um, but yeah, you have to, you have to watch the progression also, uh, because the, there are lessons learned throughout each step. You know, you can't just look at the end result and, and you know, know whether it's a complete failure or a complete success. Um, so, you know, there there could be those lessons learned all along the way. So, yeah, you, you have to continually watch. You can't just sit back and wait for the results. Um, and, you know, a lot of times you see what's going on, sometimes you don't, and you have to uh, figure out uh, what what is happening in there. And they, again, I'll go back to the communication thing. Uh, you got to have the communication um, with with each of those pieces and parts, with each of those people that are, are part of that team, um, and you know, learn along the way as well. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And when we come back, let's also look at an opportunity for us to give these people who have been working in one or the other boxes, maybe a newer box or, or an older box forever, for them to come out of their boxes for fresh air. And that is almost deliberate because we know that at some point there is a law of diminishing returns if you keep having people work only in boxes. So are we saying... Those training, I mean, I know the, the normal answer would be, okay, we'll send them to a training or we will give them another project. But does that really rejuvenate them? How do you measure that these people have really gotten the fresh air they deserved and they needed? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjo Gall. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. So, Mark, fresh air, very important for all of us. We got to get them and, of course, go back and, and do our jobs. But then sometimes people may not do it. You wait for them to do it. They may not always feel the need. But if they don't come out, then you have a diminishing returns. How do you make sure that this is happening? I, I kind of go back to what I, I mentioned earlier. I, I like to get opinions from people. And even even if they don't want to just give it to me freely on their own, um, you know, sometimes if if I've got an idea, um, I may give it to that, that person that doesn't come to me very often and, and ask for their opinion, um, you know, to, to work them out of that box that they're in. Uh, so, you know, I, there again, I, as I mentioned earlier, I think when an, when an employee knows that you value their opinion, they'll be willing to give it to you and give it to you honestly and not just tell you what, what they think you want to hear. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want, you know, I, can, I can give myself my own opinion. I don't want them to give me my opinion back to me. I want them to give me their opinion. And so, you know, I've got to give it to them. You know, we talked about training. You know, training is always good, uh, but if they don't utilize that training, then it's really kind of a, a waste. Uh, so, you know, if you do get them to training, you've got to make sure that you continue to feed that um, by giving them those projects, by giving them ideas so that they can do some research on the idea and, and be able to bring something tangible back to you. And and so what you mentioned just now uh, is is about you know those people given or you ask them for ideas. Here we are talking about giving them exposure to something they're not even doing on a regular basis. You fundamentally right. shift or take them out of their box and and get them that fresh air or a new environment or a new way of thinking and some breathing time, right? If you go if you want to use give them fresh air, but they are knee knee deep or neck deep into what they are doing, they'll not enjoy the fresh air. How do you give breathing room to your people? Because I know most IT departments, if not the business side, are always complaining about, I don't have time to breathe, and I've got 20 projects and you know more than spilling plates. So is that something something you can facilitate and, and insulate them from outside pressure and give them that pressure? And if you do that, how do you manage to do it? Yeah, um, you know, that's, that's part of what you've got to be able to do, you know, is I guess manage that time um, for those staff and, and realize you know where where their pressure points are if they're getting overwhelmed or not. Um, sometimes you may have to back them off of something to give them that fresh air. Um, but uh, it, as you said, it it's tough with so many different projects going on, a lot of different things. People wear different hats. Uh, it can get overwhelming very quickly. And so, yeah, you've you've got to be able to, you know, recognize that and and be able to give them that fresh air. Because if you burn somebody out, then you, you've done them no good, nor your organization any good. And so, you you really have got to. Uh, I'm gonna go back to my phrase I used earlier: your your pulse on not necessarily the project, but your your finger on the pulse of of your department, and knowing those people and being able to recognize it. You know, like I said, if if you if you're just a manager who's sitting behind your desk all day and not not interacting, not communicating, you're not going to be able to see those things. 
Um, and then I think also from the other standpoint of being an effective leader, uh, they've got to be able to trust that if they come to you and say, okay, I'm overwhelmed, uh, how do we, you know, sit back and pull something down, you know, slow a project down so that they can get that fresh air? Like I said, you burn somebody out, you've done them no good, and you've done your organization no good. Uh, so you've got to, you know, you got to be able to recognize those things. Uh, and communication with your staff and, and being involved, uh, being an effective leader is, is what you've got to do. Now, one is that you take the baton and say, I'm going to take control of what type of boxes exist and, and how people work in them, etc. But the epitome of a well-working organization would be that while you will help them and assist and be by, by their side as they work, but let them come up with ways by which they continually challenge their own boxes and volunteer reshaping them and you watch but not at the same time get nervous that oh my god now this is going to disrupt my workflow is that yeah, is this is, know, is this a you know damn if i do damn if i don't type situation or is it is it something which is realistically possible that you allow them to break their boxes but only to the organization's benefit can you have this managed chaos as a way of managing because which will help the organization. I mean, it looks good on paper, and while I'm talking as a show host, what do you think in practice? Can can we manage this? Because if we could, this would have great results. Yeah, you know, um, a, a manager can't do it all. That's that's why they're they're there um, is to to help manage. But you have got to be able to trust your people to go and, and do stuff. Because if they if, if you're constantly having to do it for them. Um, then do you really need them if you're having to do it for them? Uh, so you, you want them to, to take the initiative. You want them to uh, take pride in, in having ownership of something. Ultimately, it does flow up, though, and that, you know, it's ultimately responsible. You know, I'm, I'm responsible for the IT department, so, you know, I've still got to kind of keep an eye on it and, and sometimes nudge them in the right direction, steer them in the right direction. Um, but you want them to uh, feel empowered to be able to, uh, you know, take that take that upon themselves and and really, uh, you know, have some ownership and have some uh, pride in in what they're doing. Uh, if you if you're constantly taking the project over and not letting them do what they uh, what you've tasked them to do. Uh, then you know, you're they're again probably doing them a disservice as well as the organization. Now, if you were to look at any of the organizations where people are working, one is some perceptions get developed, whether it is created by you or you want them to think a certain way, or they start developing their own perceptions as they've gone about living their lives at home and also at work. But then the reality is the most effective combination is a great manager or a leader like yourself who's letting them do what they want to do. And they themselves are willing to, you know, challenge their boxes. And finally, which is most important, they see the things that they, the way they are in the very most naked, authentic fashion versus through any lenses, which either you make them wear or they wear themselves. How do you ensure that that's happening 
as your people are working in or outside or in new boxes? So, so you're saying them seeing I mean, see, the thing is, I say that this is color is green, but you give them a blue lens or uh, it says, no, it is yellow. So actually, whatever the thing is, at it is, they have to learn to see it in an absolute sense versus through your lenses or their yeah. perceptions or prejudices. How do you get them out of it so that they are at all times looking at it? in its purest form, because that's where many a times we undermine the true potential of what could get done and what whosoever is doing it, how best they could have done. Yeah, you know, again, we're all, we all have our opinion in this, that, and the other, but ultimately you got to look at the business needs um, and, you know, what, what are the needs of the business and, and make sure that they are looking through those lenses of what the business is. Um, you know, if you're going way off out in left field, then it's not it's not beneficial. Uh, so you know, sometimes you just gotta steer them back in and and make sure that they do have those right. If you want to continue with that analogy, right, the right lenses on. Um, some people are going to be hard headed and and not want to change, but that's that's what we have to do is be able to communicate with them why we're going down a certain road. Uh, you know, they, again, we still want their opinion um, and, and willing to listen to it, but you can't take everybody's opinion and, and go forward with every idea that's out there. Uh, you've got to listen and, and weigh the good and the bad of each one of them and then, you know, move forward. Um, but, you know, you've, you've got to take the business needs back to, you know, our customers or our clients and, uh, and our end users and, and determine what's going to be the best course in that regard. On behalf of our show and our listeners, I'd really like to thank you, Mark, for sharing your thoughts on how organizations can allow their people to think inside the boxes they are in, move things around, and maybe think outside the box or maybe reshape the boxes in which they think so that you get the best outcome as individuals, as teams, as departments, and as organizations. Thank you so much again. Thank you. It has been my pleasure. I appreciate the invite. Thank you so much. Uh, listeners, please like us on Facebook. Search for CTN, CIO Talk Network, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CIO Talk Network. This is Sanjog, all your talk show hosts. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit ciotalknetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.